Okay, good morning, everyone, or uh, good afternoon if you're hearing this in the afternoon. I want to thank, uh, as I do every week, Lazy Bean Cafe for uh, sponsoring this year and the amazing uh, food and drinks. Also, uh, we have sponsors this week. Today's sponsor, Lila Nishmas Hindabracha Basavram, Helen Pelkowitz by the Bartel family. And also, Ma- R- Rosalie and Rabbi Marvin Waltuck to commemorate the Yardside of Marvin's father, Mordechai Ben Asher Zelig, as well as uh, another family, Lili Nishmas Menachem Dobe and Rabbi Eliotzvi and Zev Ben Shabtai. That's my uh, father in law. Okay, if, uh, this is a very fascinating uh, simon of the Shulchan Aruch, which we've been leading up to uh, this year. And it's unfortunately, I shouldn't say unfortunately, but it's, it's not as well known as some of the other simonim. And uh, the simon is Kufnun Vav. You know, we've been discussing uh, davening and how davening is supposed to have an impact, hopefully, on the way we behave once we leave the Beit Knesset. Now, part of that is a bakasha, which means we're hoping that Hashem gives us parnasa, hatzlacha, you know, all the things that people daven for, important things. And it's also, hopefully, a statement uh, if we remember what we davened about, and then we're going to behave in a different way. So if you slam the door, not you, but if, you know, let's say I slam the door on somebody right after I davened, it probably wasn't the greatest daven. I may have been thinking about a football game or something. So the Simon of the Shulchan Aruch that actually discusses uh, many of these issues is called uh, Seder Maso Matan. As I pointed out in the past, it's under uh, Hilchos Beis HaKneset. You may expect to find this in Chosh and Mishpat. You know, this week's parsha turns out beautifully. You know, learning always connects. So this week's parsha is Pasha Mishpatim. It's a very important parsha for people to learn. You know, next week's going to be Truma. I'm not going to do Torah now on the Chumash, but I just thought of this now. It actually works out. You have Pasha Mishpatim. That's how you act mostly. There's also tefillah in the middle of Mishpat, and that's not a coincidence, because uh, in the middle of a busy day, we're supposed to daven as well. It's not just for Shabbos. And then next week, we have Truma Tetzaveh. I don't know, is next week Truma Tetzaveh, just Truma? You guys know pretty good. So it's a shorter parasha. This week, you have Shalom as well. And so it makes sense. Bein al Machavera, Derech Eretz, Kadmol Torah. Next week's about revelation with Hashem. First, you have to learn how to be a mensch, which is very interesting. I was at a Levi yesterday. They kept saying... The, the motto of this, woman, of this uh, man, Yannick Bestman's father, was you have to be a mensch before you bench. So I wanted to scream out. It says that in uh, Chazal teaches that. Derech Eretz Torah. So here we have in Kufnu and Vav, right after the laws of Tzvilah, that you're supposed to daven, and then after davening, hopefully you learn, as we're doing, and you're supposed to have some breakfast so you can work with uh, full force. That's also a halacha. It's called Seder Maso Matan. Now, maso matan is a general term. It's, uh, you know, carrying and taking or giving. It needs a little bit of a definition. We usually think of it only in the business world. But let's say, you know, you're teaching this to kids. So you skip this over, the similar of the Shulchan because most kids, I mean, maybe they have some businesses on the side, but they're not professionally uh, going out to work. But maso matan, as we'll see, not as much this week as we'll see uh, hopefully next week when we go inside to the Mishnah Burra and the Yerach HaShulchan, it also uh, it's a message for kids as well, and for all of us, whether we work or not, how you behave. You know, I had a Rebbe once, uh, Rebbe Weiser, I should quote him. He said, uh, you can tell a person's behavior in two places. One is how they drive. 
he taught us this during, uh, while we were about to learn how to drive. You could see a mensch. My parents, if anyone ever cut us off on the road, not that they didn't have good meals, they were always an anti-Semite. You know, even if they were Hasidish, but uh, that's what it was. But how you drive, and how you drive to the basket. That was the second message, you know, how you behave. You see today in uh, sports, I'll say a sport that everybody likes, basketball. The guy scores a three-pointer, and you see it now, unfortunately, even with our kids. They run back, holding up three. I mean, I know you scored three points, you Balgaiva. And then they, they hit their chest. They're not saying, I'll hate that I'm an arrogant person and I'm demeaning you. But what happened to the team, right? So anyway, you can see how you play ball and, how you, and in many other areas. So masamatan is your interaction with people. So it applies not just to adults, it applies to teens, to, to young people. And hopefully this is uh, very much part of our educational system. And a person can work on the midos. Okay, so I want to just, uh, let's get back to uh, the Shulchan Aruch. First we'll look at the tour that set up the Shulchan Aruch. So what happens? After a person... Uh, Davins and learns and does whatever we're supposed to do in the morning. It says, if you look at the tour up the first source, So a person should go to do what he, she, you know, what they're involved in. Asek is what we're involved in the day. Now, literally, it means, you know, they're going to work. So the tour, everyone just as a little bit of a historical reminder, the tour was, uh, we, we categorized him, Rabbi White, correct? He's a Rishon, because he's the son of the Rush. So he's on the borderline. Okay, the Shulchan Aruch, which is Rabbi Yosef Cairo, he wrote a commentary on the tour, and then that ultimately uh, generates what's called the Shulchan Aruch. So if you look in the top source, but I'm going to jump down to the Shulchan Aruch, it's more or less the same. We see that uh, you're supposed to go work. And then it says at the very end, at the end of, let's look at the end of the second paragraph. Uh, so what happens? It says, why are you supposed to work? So... Over here, it's more from a defensive position. We're going to see a little bit later. It's actually a good value to go work and be productive, you know, in the world and uh, for your family, etc. The the Shulchan Aruch, which is based on the tour, takes it more from a defensive stance, which means Then you should go to work. The Chol Torah because if you end up having a Torah with no work, then what's going to happen? Sofa betela v'goreres avon. You're going to end up becoming a thief. Now that's an extreme position, but if a person's not being productive with their learning, this doesn't mean this is not an excuse to put people to work at 13. Some would say it's not an excuse to put people to work before they're 50. Whatever the age is, you know, you have to find a balance. And obviously, Torah is supposed to be a central part of our lives, even when we're working. But you're not going to be productive. You're going to end up uh, cutting corners. You know, to provide for your family, you'll have maybe a what's it called, Robin Hood attitude and you'll justify it. So bottom line is for the Shulchan Aruch and the Tur. Now again, this is part of Tefillah. This is Hilchus Basic Knesset. So when we're davening, we're supposed to keep these things in mind. That hopefully today when I go to work, I'm going to be realizing that I'm doing this not just because um, I need a job, but maybe because the Shulchan Aruch and the Tur and God, as you see in Parshim Shvatim, is telling us if you're not productive, and you're not uh, making a living as best as you can, then it may lead to um, some negative behavior. And that's part of, you understand why, as we pointed out in the earlier weeks, many of the Tanayim and the Amorayim, the great rabbis in the Talmud, not only did they work, as we'll see a little bit later on, this is why they added their own tefillahs. 
And again, it's not just about business, it's when you go outside. What do we say? That was an add-on. If you're productive during the day, with good things, there's much less of a chance to, to speak bad about other people. You know, most of us don't want to really rip other people. I always say it on Shabbos, if you keep your meal to an hour, I know some people say if it's seven hours, but you know, there's less of a, there's a certain point. If you look at Rashi, he says it on the Chumash, there's a certain point where you start eating people for lunch. Right? What exactly that time limit is, it's a good question. But that's part of what we're supposed to daven for, how we behave when we're outside of here. Now the question is, oh, if you look at the very last line in the Shulchan Aruch, I just cut out some of it. If you end up doing both, so you'll have a productive uh, spiritual life, physical life, etc. And then the Shulchan Aruch reminds us that when you do go out, of the Beit Knesset, out of the Beit Midrash, you're supposed to uh, work or interact Be'emuna. So I just want to spend a few minutes. What does that mean, Be'emuna? Any ideas? You're supposed to act with Emuna. So we're going to see, if you look at the uh, commentaries on the Shulchan Aruch, and it goes back to the Talmud, which I think goes back to the Torah as well, there are going to be different definitions here of Emuna. You know, when we talk about Amuna, very often we, we think about it's our uh, interaction with God, our faith in God. In the context of uh, working, you know, we like to say, I have faith that all my money is going to, you know, Hashem every year says how much money we're going to make, and we have to figure out, we discussed this in the past, how much effort I'm putting in. That's not really technically Amuna. What's that called? That's Bitacha, right? That's trust that everything that we have really comes from God. So I'm not giving a philosophy here. But Emunah and Bitachar are not exactly the same. What definitely is Emunah is I believe that God created the world and probably that God sustains the world. Not that probably, God does, but there's a question, does that fit into Emunah Bitachar? What I like to, the way I like to define it, anything emotional is really more of Emunah. So you know during davening we say a number of times that God has faith in us. You remember you said it this morning, at least four times. You remember when? During Modani, that's Hashem's trust in us. During Mizmar Lasoda, I'll just remind you so you can look tomorrow. And in MS Fiatsiv, you say it twice. It's always that Hashem has faith in us. It's like the parent, hopefully, right, has the faith in the child. It's not the same as Bitacha. And Emuna, we usually think of, you know, this person has great Emuna through good times, through tragically bad times, right? We have faith that uh, Hashem not just creates the world, but also sustains the world. And not everything, unfortunately, is in our power, no matter how much we daven. Bitachon is usually what you would put in here is as far as, you know, where our money really comes from. Where our, you know, more of Hashkachos Hashem when it comes to uh, interaction. So it's hard. You have to read a Sefer by the Chazonish where he actually defines each one. But some of the commentaries do define here V'yisav yitain bemuna as faith in God. You should remember, and this is a big part of this week's Parsha, Parsha Mishpatim, you're going to try to rip somebody off at the end of the day, God owns the world, right? The Rav said, you should always remember this term, God is the uh, creator, sustainer, and owner of the world. So when you're stealing, or even if you eat something this morning, we don't say a bracha, we don't intend it, but it's considered, the Gemara says, like we're taken away from Hashem. A bracha is the key, it's the mafteach, the matya that allows us to uh, benefit from this world. So that's one approach, right? It's really what we've been discussing in the past. It's a theological issue. But I want to show you that uh, most commentaries actually read the Shulchan Aruch differently because you have to know the source. 
Rabbi Yosef Kara, when he put together Shulchan Aruch, or the tour, they didn't just make up these statements, right? These statements have, as we say in law, they have precedent and they have sources, right, in the Talmud. So if you look at the, uh, let's go to B. So one approach is when this whole Shulchan Aruch over here in the Torah, it's emphasizing theology. How much do we learn? How much do we dive in? What's the work learning balance and work uh, observant balance? But if you look in the Shulchan Aruch, so right underneath, he says, so the Shulchan, I'm reading now not from the Shulchan Aruch, but in B, I'm reading from the Shulchan Aruch Harav. <coughs> Who was the Shulchan Aruch Harav? So this is the same, he follows the same structure. And you'll see, it's this, this is also Kufnun Vav. Shulchan Aruch Harav did not live so long ago. If you, if you ask anybody from Chabad, they'll know exactly who we're talking about. Because this is the first Lubavitcher Rebbe and the Balatanya. Okay, he wasn't born as a Lubavitcher Rebbe. He eventually becomes the, the founder of Chabad in the 18th century. Passes away 18, uh, every Chabadnik knows when he dies or, or he's still living. And that's not a joke because Baruch Hashem, he still influences us, 1814. And there's a lot, of, there's a lot about the Balatanya. But the Shulchan Aruch Harav, which we have here, he put together for his, his generation the Shulchan Aruch, which means he took uh, the Shulchan Aruch and he tried to make it even more relevant. You know, the Shulchan Aruch tried to make the Torah more relevant, the Shulchan Aruch Harav. And whether you're a chassid or not, you should learn the Shulchan Aruch Harav. It's very important when we pass in halachos to know the Shulchan Aruch Harav. So when the Shulchan Aruch Harav writes this, and he reached, I call it a restatement of law, of the Shulchan Aruch, Shulchan Aruch, he says the following, Everyone has to teach their child a uh, malacha. This is based on a Gemara. It's not made up by uh, Lubavitcher Rebbe. This is a Gemara in Kiddushin. And they have to be involved in some type of commerce. Right? What does malacha mean? That's one type of work. You know, that's more like being a construction, a plumber, a computer scientist a uh, doctor, right? They're all great, unbelievable professions. I don't know where rabbi fits in. It's a good question. Or to be involved in commerce. That's more of retail. Um, and if you don't do so, so if you don't get the point from the Shulchan Aruch, you're going to get it here. It's as if you, you are training him in a different profession. You know what that profession is called? To be part of the mafia or to be part of a, a club of thieves. You know, he's going to be a, a, a thief. Okay? And not just, this is not just a Beinad Malamakam issue, but what does he say? There's going to be collateral damage. You know, aside from the theology, he's going to end up stealing from other people. Now he says, and he's using that same statement that the Shulchan Aruch and the Torah uses. And how does he define it? Shalom Yachlefestibura. Wow. That you're not supposed to be, the best way to translate this is, you're not supposed to be duplicitous. Rabbi White, what do you say? <laughs> ah, very nice. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. So that means as far as what's being emphasized over here is going to be honesty. Now, the Ber Hagola, which is a commentary on the Shulchan Aruch, which was before the Shulchan Aruch Harav in the 1600s, right on the Shulchan Aruch, the Ber Hagola tells us, he just gives us very short, uh, he was a, uh, I think, a great-grandfather, a great-uncle, somehow related to the Vilna Gaon. So the Gra, if you look, there's a Ber Hagra on the Shulchan Aruch. He usually gives you, like, a few words, 
and a source. It's kind of an expansion on the Beragola. The Beragola, all he does is he tells you, where did the Shulchan Aruch make this up from? Where did the Shulchan Aruch Harav? You can fast forward to get this from. So you have to look at the Gemara Masech Shabbos. So the Gemara says the following, Amar Rava, this is all what the Shulchan Aruch here is based on. And it's part of what we daven for, that we should live up to this. Amar Rava, I'm going to have to end in a minute. B'shashem achnisin adam l'din. When a person, uh, after their lives, you know, on this world, right, they continue. The neshama continues. So they come to uh, the Ribbana Shalala. This is not a Hasidic Sherebi ta- talking, which would be fine. This is in the Gemara, codified by Rava, one of our great teachers of halacha. So the first question we're asked is, Nasasav and Asata Bemuna. Did you do business honestly? Here, Amuna does not mean necessarily, as the commentaries will understand it, faith in God. It's all connected anyway, because if you treat people dishonestly, is that a word, right? If you treat them in that way, that also shows a lack of faith. And as I pointed out, this is not just for someone who lives until 120. It's uh, anyone it's, uh, who interacts with people, this is going to be the first question. Then the second question is, Kavati Torah. Did you establish time for learning? Then there are other questions as well. So this is a very different than just theological. It's how you interact with other people. If you flip the page, the Magen uh, Gibarim, another great commentary, we'll, we'll talk about him another time, says, which means, were you, the first question we're going to be asked is, were you duplicitous? Right? That's the same thing that the Shokhan Aruch Haravis said, you know, you're not a liar. It used to be, hopefully it should still be so, but uh, a handshake used to mean a lot in a Jewish community. Someone told me recently it's not the same. Even when they interact with non-Jews, they wonder if uh, they took your fingers off, right? So a Jew is supposed to be trusted 100%. This is all codified, and this is part of what we daven for, because without this, we can never get to the second step, which the Shulchan Aruch talks about as far as learning Torah. So this actually is the most... Uh, Basic idea, and we'll continue next week.